Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. Thank you for watching, sharing the show, joining us live on YouTube a little later than normal. I was relaxing, eating some tacos from DoorDash on my free delivery for a year perk from my travel card, Chase Sapphire. Shout out to Chase Bang for having one of the best travel cards in the business. If you do not have one and you're a traveler, Chase Sapphire might be the way to go. If you're watching live on YouTube, I am checking the comments. If you have any questions or feedback on the show, I will look at it. And I don't know if I'll respond to it depending on what it is, but I'll look at it. I'll see it. I'd love to hear from you and get you guys involved. I tweeted the other day that this is this whole coronavirus outbreak is going to hurt the Democrats far more than does Trump. And I say that because it's not his fault. Everyone knows it's not his fault. And he is also a master brander when it comes to marketing. If you are wondering what it's like to control the narrative, to control your brand, how people perceive you, watching Donald Trump is a very good idea. I I would tweet it today, that moment you realize that Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump have the same policy about giving checks out to people. And it gives you pause because, you know, one of them is a socialist and the other one I'm voting for. But uh, this whole thing is making Trump look really good. One of the Twitter trending hashtags when I was going on the show was people versus Pelosi. And I'll tell you what I found there in a second. First, I want to tell you we're part of the Fight Left Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put in HTBT in a memo field. You'll get a sweet 15-ounce mug. HTB, 15 ounces. You see it right there. It's white. It's 15 ounces. It fits all four of your fingers. It's great. It's right next to my Kingsman grooming products. And you get tons of other benefits. You get $100 off the conference that's coming up October 1st through 3rd, which airline tickets. Oh, my gosh. They're like 25 bucks a piece right now. So now is the time to go book your travel for October. It's still it's not 25 bucks in October, but it's still really cheap. It's still really cheap. So go book your flights now. Go become a member. Get $100 off. It's a win-win-win situation. And plus, you'll be pro- helping us as we proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. And plus, there's tons of great content and behind the paywall. So go over to flfnetwork.com. You can email me, Matt, at howtobuildattend.com. For those of you watching on YouTube, subscribing, liking, really appreciate it. So I went on to the hashtag people versus Pelosi. And I was expecting, guys, I was expecting it to be very pro-Trump. I was expecting Republicans. I was expecting the Trumpers or whatever they call themselves. But it was people bagging on Pelosi from the left. From the left, because she was trying to limit the amount of money that was going to be dispersed to people from the relief that Donald Trump and the Congress has passed. I couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it that it was coming from the left, which just goes to show you that Trump is winning this from a political perspective. And I know we don't want to talk about it so much from a political perspective because we are in a serious situation. You want to kind of leave politics out of it. But don't be naive that everything that is being happening right now, how this plays out, and the results of it, how it's handled, how the government responds, how our economy responds to it, is all going to impact politics in the future. And it's so surprising because we have two forces now going, well, 
maybe three. Let's just say three. But two self-inflicted forces against the Democrats. They have the people that are voted for Bernie Sanders that are incredibly upset because of how the Democrat parties treated them. And now we have people rallying against Nancy Pelosi for not doing enough, for not doing enough. I don't think that those two things right on uh, on their own are going to be enough for them to overcome it. But then you also have Trump and what he's doing. And I think he's doing a pretty good job, honestly. I'm Some of the policies that he's proposing, I'm not a fan of. But what is the playbook when the government tells businesses that you're not getting customers anymore? What do you do about the people that are losing their jobs, that the small businesses are losing customers? We have to do something. And it's not a free market argument anymore because the government has basically taken free market principles out altogether. We're in a command style economy. We're being told to stay in our homes, to take shelter. I was reading a very interesting article comparing how South Korea has handled it versus China and the United States. And we're kind of going the route of China, except it's not mandatory so far from a lot of places. Although there was martial law, I think, in Maryland. But not as far as China goes. But how South Korea handled it was they didn't enforce any kind of restrictions or quarantines of any kind, self or the government imposed. And they are starting to see that there's a number, numerous amounts of cases or the amount of cases coming out every day is becoming smaller and smaller. And all their businesses haven't been as hurt as would have been by like other countries where we are quarantining. So that is an interesting thing that we should study in the future to know how to handle this. But then again, like again, right now, what's the playbook for this worldwide pandemic? I Again, I don't know what to think of it. Honestly, half of me is saying it's a big deal. The other half of me is saying it's just all hysteria and overblown. But I do know this. I'm staying out of the market. <laughs> staying out of the market again. And I'm not selling if I have stocks even right now. But I am definitely waiting for the news to circulate through and for it to be done with in the United States. And then I'll jump back in. But man, stocks are tanking as of late. It's crazy. Seeing companies just be chopped, chopped in half in a month. It's seriously a sobering, sobering thing. So this is my question. I put it as a title of the show because I think it's kind of intriguing for us conservatives, us libertarians to think about. I've been, I wanted to talk about this on a show and have this huge segment about it and have an answer, but I honestly don't have an answer for it. I don't really know what the difference is. So Donald Trump proposed a temporary payroll tax cut, which I was all for whenever we can cut taxes, let's do it. I mean, I think we're all overtaxed. I think we have a lot of room to reduce taxes where it, the revenues for, to the government will increase still. Even though the revenues are not the problem with our deficit, it's the spending. We've proven that over and over again on the show. And I was all for it. And then Donald Trump came up with the idea of paying people. Bernie Sanders has this idea. And in fact, Andrew Yang who is trying to take credit for this bailout proposal, was running on it. And you and me as conservatives, econ economists, people that love studying this kind of thing, we were appalled. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but it's a funny word. We're appalled by it. 
we don't like the idea of the government giving money. And so I was trying to think of what is the difference? What is the difference from an economic stimulus perspective of Trump saying we're going to not collect payroll taxes for 2020 for the rest of the year versus we're going to pay you several thousand dollars in cash? And my question is, I know there's actual differences like one comes from your paycheck you're not paying as you know you're not paying as much the employer doesn't pay as much but what is the difference now if all if the costs are the same for the economy to be uh, to have stimulus for the economy what is the difference between just handing people $1000 checks versus just doing a temporary payroll tax cut and i really can't find a good argument to stand on of why i'm so much more for a temporary tax cut for the year versus giving out checks. To me, they seem pretty similar or at least similar enough where I shouldn't make a big stink about it. And I'm just being honest. I, From a, again, conservative perspective, I don't like the government giving out money. I don't think we have money to give out. But again, the free market, the, pub, the private sector has been suspended. The government told us all to not go anywhere for 14 days to not let people come into our establishments. So that's that's all out the table. So what is the difference? And I honestly don't know. Because when you think of like a tax cut, it's usually, in most cases I can think about, far more than a year. The last tax cuts that Trump did were for 10 years, and that was temporary, for 10 years, which allows businesses to make adjustments, make investments, and do things over a longer term that's really long for a business, especially bigger businesses that are you know, going quarter to quarter on the that are reporting publicly. But a temporary tax cut doesn't really let a company do that. You're not going to hire a bunch of people just for a temporary tax cut that you're going to have to increase or their cost of hiring them is going to increase the next year. And I, I honestly, I don't think there's a big material difference between the two. So if we're going to be okay with a temporary tax cut for payroll taxes, I think we got to be good, okay with just giving out checks. Or if we're not going to be okay with checks, we can't be okay with temporary payroll tax cuts either. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to give your feedback. I'm checking the chat. I'm not seeing any chat chat action over here. Um, but you can email me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. You can find me on all the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. I would really love to work this out. Maybe there's someone smarter than me who knows more about economics than me. But I would think that both of those things would stimulate the economy in similar ways, be all else being equal, because we're both giving cash to people that comes from the government. One is from the government, but we're taking the taxes. And so it kind of goes through this roundabout. And then the other one is you just get to keep more of your money. But beyond that, I don't know what the difference is. I honestly don't. With again, the temporary tax cut. Obviously, a permanent tax cut is far better than giving someone cash. Hands down, no argument there. I'm not going crazy socialist on you. I'm not going Andrew Yang on you. I promise. But I just thought that was an interesting thought exercise to think through. What is actually the difference from a stimulus perspective of the economy? Before we go on, we're going to talk about what Goldman Sachs is predicting for this year in growth, what they think is going to happen to the stock market. And we have 
an article from the Daily Wire who talks about how much, if China would have acted faster, how much could they have reduced this outbreak of the coronavirus? We're going to talk about that. But first, I want to tell you about Kingsman Grooming Products. Go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com. Get all of these products right here. They're here and they're here. They're all over my face. I use it for my beard. I use it for my skin, for aftershave, for shaping my beard, for moisturizing my beard to make it feel smooth and moisturized and so I'm not itchy all the time and it just looks good. I love it. It feels good. It smells good. My wife was just earlier saying, what does that smell? And I'm like, it was the chocolate Haagen-Dazs that I guilt guiltily ate from my Costco run. She said, no, it's not that. It's your beard. Like, yeah, oh, that's Kingsman Grooming Products. So go over to Kingsman Grooming Products. Go to kingsmangroomingpros.com. Put in HTBT. Get 10% off these high-quality products. You're going to love them. Support a great Christian company, kingsmangroomingpros.com. Put in HTBT. Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs says that the economy can shrink by 5% in the second quarter. And they, they expect that this first quarter, January, February, March, is going to be flat. Which is interesting to me only in this that that means that we possibly could technically not go into a recession from this because it has to be two quarters of consecutive negative growth. And if we far flat in January and we fall 5% in February, it doesn't matter how much you fall. If you only fall for one quarter or retract, if you want to be more technical about it. If you, the economy only retracts for one quarter and then it grows again in the third, we might get out of this without having a recession. Now, it's speculation. We don't know what's going to happen. Again, when has this ever happened before? But I thought that was just interesting for us to remember. And overall, for the year, at this moment, Goldman Sachs is predicting 0.4% growth for the year of the United States. Now, that's not great. But we're not, they're predicting us not to contract for the year, which shutting down businesses, telling people not to go out for 14 days, this is a really big deal. And we have the Russia, Saudi Arabia stuff with oil prices, which oil is really cheap right now. There's all these things happening. And we might get out of it with not having a negative growth year. That's super amazing. That is astounding to me when you hear the media, when you hear the fear, when you hear the narratives that are being taught, talked about right now. We might get out of this without having a negative year. We might get out of this without a technical recession. Absolutely amazing. One of the other things I did want to talk about before, and then I'm going to continue with this Goldman Sachs thing because I talk about the stock market, which I think is pretty right on in how I feel about it as well. But I was talking with somebody who's a really good friend of mine, a great Christian dude, doing amazing things. I call him the human Ro Rolodex, or maybe he called himself that, and I just agree with it. So he has connections with everybody. And we were talking about different things that you can do as businesses. And one of the things that he was talking about was this group of businesses in a state, I'm not going to mention because I didn't know if I can talk about this or not, and I keep it as general as possible when I don't talk to ask permission to talk about this stuff. But there's this group that is taking a model where they're trying to do something good. They're trying to help people that have been impacted, that are in need, by giving them work to do, volunteer work, in exchange for credits 
where a group of businesses came together where they said, we will honor those credits. So it's a way for people who can't find work, who can't work a normal job to do some work, which is good, and giving them credits and tokens or whatever it is they called it that they can use to any of these businesses that have come together and created this partnership, this organization, whatever it is. And then if they are you know, looking for work and the position opens up, then they will have priority for being considered for hiring. Sounds all great and good. But I told him this thing. And I said, it might be because I'm jaded from in the being in the gaming industry, working with AG offices around the globe or around, around the country and working with international law firms that I'm probably jaded <laughs> with this in a lot of respects. But there is a problem with this thing. See, they're taking a nonprofit model and applying it to their for-profit companies. And this is where you get in trouble. And you might even get in trouble from a nonprofit perspective, but I don't, I'm not an expert in nonprofits. That when you are having somebody work for you and you're giving them tokens or credits for this business, which again, it's creative. It's great. I understand your, their hearts are in the right spot. They're trying to help people. But this is what's going to be the problem, especially if you're employing teenagers and they're underage, child labor laws, is those tokens or credits could be understood to be dodging minimum wage and paying people less than what is required by law. And you can get in trouble for those kinds of laws, employment laws, child labor laws, and things like that. I don't know if what they're doing is illegal. I don't know if they would get in trouble for that. But those are kinds of things that you really need to pay attention to, even if you're not doing a business. Maybe you're just doing a charity. Maybe you are just trying to help people out and you're coming up with ways to make money. Maybe it's a side hustle or whatever and taking advantage of the coronavirus or taking advantage of cheap oil, cheap gas prices, whatever it is. You need to be thinking and just making sure that you're not going to get misconstrued for trying to find cheap labor instead of actually doing a nonprofit kind of organization. So just a tidbit, just a warning. I don't want you guys to get in trouble as you guys are being creative and innovative and thinking of new ideas. There is this thing called the law that we got to make sure that we are obeying. Ignorance is not an excuse. It is not an excuse at all. So the last thing I wanted to say about the Goldman Sachs before I totally got sidetracked on that story is the chief equity strategist, David Koston, I think that's how you say his last name, said the S&P could fall to 2,000 points, which it's about 2,400 right now recording. 2,000 points. But he still expects it to go up to 3,200 by the end of the year. So it could still fall by a good margin, 20-ish percent. But... He thinks at the end, it's going to be in 3,200. And I think that is a great analysis of what I think the whole market's going to do. I think it's going to go lower. But at the end, I think we're going to be in a much better situation. And I say that to say this, is be looking for value buys. Even if it's just the S&P 500 index funds, there is so much opportunity. Do not miss the rebound that's going to come. Before this coronavirus happened, think about how positive and how great the economy was going. And there's more to come. 
there's these headwinds. And I mentioned before in the earlier part of the show, you're like, why are you talking about politics on this show about how to be successful? Because the Democrats not going to win. And that's good for the economy. That's good for your 401k. That's good for your businesses. And if we could see these impossibilities of Trump losing, and I know that everyone said that about Trump, but there's a reason it's a one in a million. It's a reason Trump is one in a million because it's a one in a million. And we need to realize that the economy is going to bounce back. There's going to be future permanent tax cuts, especially if we can take back Congress, which would be amazing. If the Democrats keep screwing up like they're going to, it's a possibility it could happen. I've even heard analysis, political pundits and analysts say that it is possible. That'll be interesting. The last thing I want to hit on today, and then we'll call it a wrap, is that Daily Wire said if China acted sooner, they could have reduced the outbreak by 95%. 95%. And I only bring that up to say that we need to make China pay for this. I know we're all talking about how we can't call it the China virus the Chinese virus, because it's going to increase hate and, you know, these xenophobic thoughts and all, you know, all that critical race theory crap, liberalism crap. But we need to make them pay because what's going to happen is this is going to continue. And when we have communist regimes running countries like the Chinese, like China, I'm not mad at the Chinese people. Let me just be very clear. I'm not even opposed to China as a nation. No problem with China as a nation. I'm talking specifically about the Communist Party. And it doesn't matter if it's Chinese or Russian or whatever it is. Think about Chernobyl. The party only cares about the party. They only care about power and they care about their image because of their power. And so they will make stupid decisions like they did at Chernobyl. They'll make stupid decisions like they did here where they suppress it. They don't, they lie about it. They try to cover it up. They do everything they can until they can't anymore, until it's out there when it's already too late and we're dealing with what we're dealing with. How much more debt is the world going to go into? How much wealth has been lost because of what China did? They need to pay. And when we get out of this, we need to hold them accountable. And I don't know what that looks like. I'm not saying we can go to war with them or anything crazy like that, but we definitely should stop making stuff there. We definitely should stop being dependent on them in every sense of the word. We need to crush them. Not Again, not the Chinese people, not even China, the country, but the Communist Party. We need to sanction them. We need to pull out all of our resources. We need to make them suffer because these biotech things, these labs are going to continue. You, you like As technology advances and these new weapons are developed, this stuff is going to happen again, and there better be such a strong consequence for it to happen that no nation would dare try to cover it up. And so it could be reduced by 95%. I'm telling you, if we don't do this, if we don't make the cost so severe that it crumbles the Communist Party, it's going to happen again. And it's going to happen more often because we're developing and increasing our technologies more and more. And it's going to happen. It's, it's going to get out. There's going to be mistakes. We're all humans. So that's my thoughts. Let me know what you think. Is there any difference between a temporary payroll tax and a and a cutting us a check? Love to hear from you. Matt at howtobuildatent.com. Find me on all the social media sites, howtobuildatent. Love for you to follow me. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless. <laughs>